Are you ready to stop stress, anxiety, and low self-esteem from ruining your life? Join award-winning author and breakthrough expert, Dr. Friedman Schaub for Empowerment Radio as he addresses some of the most difficult challenges in our day-to-day lives. Find out how you can use the power of your mind to overcome self-sabotaging patterns and build a solid foundation of confidence and self-respect. Learn cutting-edge tools to switch out of survival mode and approach every day with greater ease, joy, and purpose. Here is your host on Empowerment Radio, Dr. Friedman Schaub. Welcome to um, Empowerment Radio. I'm your host, Dr. Friedman, and uh, yeah, I always like to ask you how you're doing. Well, I'm sure some of you are still stuck at home in the situations. Others may feel there is a little bit more freedom looming around the corner. So I just hope that you're all doing well and that your loved ones are also safe. Thank you for tuning into the show today which uh, will be a little bit of a different topic than the topic around this pandemic, which I have been certainly uh, talking about quite a bit. So today we want to go into another matter, also a matter that personally really fascinates me and interests me. And 10 years ago, 10 years ago, both of my parents got ill. My dad just, um, you know, was winding down. You had the feeling that he lost interest in life. And my mom was diagnosed with an incurable cancer of, uh, of the liver. And uh, during that time, I developed a really, really painful sciatic issue that I never had before. I mean, my sciatic pain was so bad that I couldn't even sit anymore. So I went to doctors and I went to chiropractics and I went to acupuncturists and nothing really helped, didn't get better. And during that time, I had to fly to to Germany to to visit my parents. And it was so bad, this pain, that during the flight, I stood most of the times for the 11 hours simply because sitting was excruciating. Now, once I was there, I had one day where I just relaxed before I saw my parents. And during that day, it dawned on me that what I really had felt in that pain was the powerlessness, the powerlessness of not being able to help my parents to, yeah, heal them, save them or whatever it was, what deep inside I I was hoping for. And also that feeling of what if they really die and then I don't have roots anymore in where I grew up? So there was a, a fear and there was a sense of impotency. There was just a whole emotional part underneath that pain that I, you know, due to the pain and due to my business, I hadn't really paid attention to. Now, as soon as I realized that, the pain decreased and it was less and less noticeable. And once I was with my parents and I could help a little bit in the house and I could have some good conversations with my, with my father, especially at that time, the pain disappeared. It was almost like all that needed to happen was that shift internally in order for this to release. And, and isn't that true? I mean, have you ever noticed something like this? Have you ever noticed that you are dealing with a physical issue, maybe pain in your belly or in your chest, and you go 
from doctor to doctor and everyone says, well, we can't find anything or maybe you just have to live with that. Or you have a chronic health issue and you do everything right and it still doesn't resolve. And again, you're stunned. You just don't know what's going on. But what if there is actually a deeper reason, an emotional, a trauma, an energetic reason that if you were able to discover it could help you to also make a significant shift. And this is what we're going to talk about, how we can find those deeper root causes of our emotional and also physical challenges through intuition. How can we tap into our intuition to heal ourselves? And for that, I have a fabulous guest invited, Wendy Coulter, who is a medical intuitive. She has a training program for people that want to also become medical intuitives. And she is also a master healer and a clairvoyant. So a lot going on on her end. So I'm going to bring her right on. Thank you, Wendy, for being on the show. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. What a pleasure to be here. Yes. So, Wendy, I always uh, ask uh, my guests, how? How did you <laughs> get into that, what you're doing right now? What I mean, this is not necessarily like, yeah, of course, I wanted to become a lawyer or, you know, <laughs> some, <laughs> something more traditional. Right. I mean, you fell into a very interesting path. How did that happen? Oh, that's a long story, but I'll give you the highlights. Cool. <laughs> um, well, I, my opinion is that everybody is intuitive. Uh, and there's a lot of, actually, there's a lot of research on that, believe it or not. And there's a lot of ways to see it in our society if you look at it from that perspective. Um, I was always an intuitive child. Uh, but again, I think all kids are intuitive to one degree or another. Uh, and I developed over time a sense of perception, intuitive perception, that I was lucky enough in my home family, you know, with my parents, they didn't discourage it. A lot of people get very discouraged. You know, they, they, they say, don't do that. You know, don't, don't talk about that kind of thing. Uh, my parents didn't understand it, but they didn't discourage me, which was nice. So I kind of grew up with this idea that my intuitive instincts um, were valid and often correct. <laughs> and uh, over time, um, I'll just give you the highlights. I'm sure we'll get into more of this later, but I became uh, an energy healer later in life, in my life. Uh, I didn't start out that way. I was in another field and um, this was always kind of a hobby for me because I noticed that I could look at somebody and just get a sense if whether or not they were feeling well or not, <laughs> just from the time I was very young. Mm -hmm. um, and as I developed as an energy healer, uh, I noticed that I also had this visual perception ability uh, where I was able to literally see into someone's body and also into their life history. And, um, you know, I developed that. I took courses and different things, and I studied a lot of different things. And I noticed that over time, um, when I was doing my energy healing work, that I was getting calls from local doctors. <laughs> and, uh, you know, my colleagues were sending me their difficult cases because for some reason I was able to really perceive the whole story. And you said it perfectly in your introduction, and I really appreciate that, because there's always an, an underlying reason or cause or story, if you will, in someone's in physical imbalance. And that's fascinating to look at, and it brings a lot of insight 
for anyone you know who wants to work with the medical intuitive who's qualified and trained in this sort of skill uh, because mm. it can give you what frankly western medicine is not designed to do which is you know the why <laughs> other than the physical why you know of why something occurred and even then not always because as we know, uh, Western medicine tends to look at the body as individual systems or individual parts, whereas a medical intuitive uh, should look at the body as a whole, uh, physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, etc. It's all all works together. So that was the short answer. Well, you were saying <laughs> that that's not, first of all, you were lucky. I mean, not only being uh, sensitive and having disabilities, but also having people, uh, parents that were actually supporting that, which doesn't necessarily happen as you said that is true uh, but what i'm wondering is like um, you know when you're when you're thinking about intuition you mentioned everyone has it now you know that your uh, intuition was strongly developed or maybe you were more aware of it but how do we know that we have intuition you know what is it what you would say is like well here is probably a clear sign that you are also intuitive. What could people look for? Well, this is a really great conversation because my opinion is, is that we use our intuition all the time. We just don't call it that. <laughs> so when people say, I have a gut feeling or they have mm -hmm. a hunch, and that's actually, as you know, in medicine all the time, you know, uh, a good doctor or a medical doctor will have a hunch about something, follow up a hunch. Uh, and that is encouraged, even though it's not understood. Um, that is intuitive process. It's called claircognizance, clear knowing. <laughs> Cognizance means knowing. Yes. Clear, clair is French word meaning mm -hmm. clear, right? So uh, that uh, clear knowing is something that everybody seems to have. Uh, at some point in their lives, they just got a, an inkling or a hunch. We call it women's intuition, you know, mother's intuition. Man's intuition Man, exists Thank as you well. very much. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like using those words because it's exclusive and there's Me no neither, exactly. Ridiculous. So we, we know as a culture and as a society that when you have a hunch, if you follow it up, it's a good idea. It's a good idea to follow up a hunch. And that is claircognizance. Another mm. uh, uh, intuitive very, very common intuitive state is called clairsentience or clear feeling, which means that you can feel the emotions of others or you feel the physical pain or distress of others. Well, you know, anyone who calls themselves an empath is really using their clairsentience, which is an important skill because we need to have our favorite word, which is compassion. We need to have compassion for others, right? And empathy. Yes. I tell you, sometimes it's really hard when I watch something like someone is at the dentist and gets a cavity drilled. I feel it exactly right. at the same spot. It's right. not very pleasant. But before, you know, or after the break, we will talk about this more. But why is it that we talk ourselves out of it? You know, it's well, such an easy thing to have this fast gut feeling and then we say oh no this is probably not true it doesn't make any sense and boom we are not listening why that's again fabulous question it's because we don't have a context in society for this experience mm. interestingly everybody knows what a hunch is everybody knows how that feeling goes of compassion or getting that tooth drilled and like, ah, right. We all know what this is, but it hasn't been discussed what that mechanism actually is. 
And the mechanism, if you will, is the practice or or the experience of intuition and intuitive states. And, you know, look, it's been stigmatized from (laughs) for centuries, I think we could say, Uh, for many, many reasons, uh, people have decided or felt that they couldn't trust those instincts, those intuitions. Um, But again, because we understand it, uh, and when I talk about it to you know, doctors and nurses and people in healthcare, they all get it. Uh, the question is, no one, it's not understood that it can be developed, put it that way. So right. it's not really considered a skill or even a useful skill. Um, and that is not correct, you know, simply. Uh, intuition is a very powerful skill and it can be used in healthcare beautifully, uh, especially in, in this realm of medical intuition, which uh, crosses with healthcare and wellness care, I should say. Well, when we come back, we'll talk more about intuition and also how this is related then to the subconscious mind, how you can make your intuition or your awareness of your intuition stronger, and how you can use it to heal yourself. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. to you live on transformationtalkradio.com is the brilliance ultimatum times up with claudette rowley powerful conversations practical innovations and transformative solutions as claudette and her guests delve into the possibilities and what she calls reality resistance join the cultural revolution and annihilate obstacles check it out at culturalbrilliance.com what would you do with the power of community How do you create your own rituals? Tune into Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit LivingYourGifts.com. That's LivingYourGifts.com. Sanskrit is not just a language to be written and spoken, but it is a doorway to gaining understanding of how we experience life and truth. Conscious Confidence is a book written by Sanskrit scholar Sarah Main. The stories Sarah shares will take you on a journey of understanding how the power of this ancient language is not only still relevant, but can truly transform your everyday life. Drawing upon the deeper meanings behind the Sanskrit words for confidence, Sarah Main outlines principles for harnessing the fourfold energy of conscious confidence. Focusing, uniting, simplifying, and energizing. Not just a book, a life guide. Available now on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Inner Traditions. You can find all of those links on ConsciousConfidence.com. Hi, I'm Laura Meeks, and the most common problem that my clients face is all work and no play. This is why I created Fly High Living. I help you develop a balanced life plan and guide you to a place where you love to wake up in the morning. 
Call 888-666-1570 or go to flyhighliving.com to sign up for the four-week Flight Plan for Life course. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio. Uh, we are talking about intuition, medical intuition, how to use intuition to heal yourself. And I'm here with Wendy Coulter, who is a medical intuitive. And we just before the break started talking about what is intuition. And, and the question I was uh, asking her in the break is, how do we do uh, strengthen our intuitive trust? You know, when... I know a lot of people have uh, a sense of a gut feeling, but then they talk themselves out of it and they do it by saying, well, you know, this is probably just me making it up. And there is a legitimate uh, concern you know, when I have clients coming to me and saying, you know, I'm dealing really with a lot of chest pain and my gut feeling tells me it's something serious. Well, is it the gut feeling or is it the fear that says it's something serious? So, that is, I think, where a lot of people are struggling. What is my emotion telling me and what is my intuition telling me? And so how could you, uh, you know, discern between those two? Well, that <laughs> when it comes to emotions, um, you know, we talked earlier, I think, about clairsentience and how one feels things. Well, one can also feel things that one's own body is trying to tell them. <laughs> so our bodies yeah. are constantly talking to us. And for our, the practice would be to discern, number one, what is my body trying to tell me? Uh, number mm -hmm. two, what is my own emotional state around this? Um, and, you know, certainly number three, what is the best way forward? <laughs> you know, um, which would be go see your doctor, of course, um, just to, you know, make sure. But your story in the beginning of the sciatica was the perfect example of this, actually. The body was, your body was expressing something to you. Um, and you were able to discern that there was an emotional component to it. So what I said, would you say that, I'm sorry, would you say that when you have an emotional response to like, oh, this is probably cancer. That's what people saying. Am I, is my intuition telling me this is cancer? How do you know that it's the intuition and how do you know it's the fear? Is it just the emotional charge behind it? Is the, emo uh, the intuition usually more neutral and more, you know, faster than the anxiety that just tells a long story about, you know, the what ifs? How would you see that? Well, that is such a good question. If we're talking about self working on ourselves, um, yes. anytime the body is in distress of any kind, whether it's obvious or not obvious, something will be happening in the energy field and the emotional field and, you know, we'll be experiencing something whether or not it's conscious. So, you know, look, the, for the best thing I can tell anyone listening to this is if you have a concern, go see your doctor. <laughs> I mean, that is number one. And you listen, I know that sounds silly, but you'd be surprised how many people are afraid of that. <laughs> Just afraid of going to the doctor. And sure. I always encourage people to go get testing done. But very many people who come to see a medical intuitive are people who've had all the testing, as you mentioned earlier, uh, and they, it's been inconclusive and they haven't had, you know, a definitive results. So they want to find out what else is going on. And uh, that's really a good role for medical intuition. In fact, 
Um, my strong feeling is that a medical intuitive should be working alongside doctors uh, because there is always an emotional, mental, spiritual, if you will, component to any issue, physical issue, always. Um, but there's mm. also information physically that may not be picked up by standardized testing. Uh, and this is also where medical intuition comes in because we can discern a qualified medical intuitive uh, who's trained correctly should be able to discern whatever else is going on in the systems that might have be causing an imbalance. Um, so, you know, it can come from many different sources. So if someone is feeling afraid, the first thing I recommend to anyone is breathing. <laughs> Please breathe. Most of us just stop our breathing. And uh, what we want to do is just take some long, slow breaths and let that vagus nerve, uh, which has a lot to do with how our organs function, uh, just let it calm down. And slow, deep breaths are very good for that. And they're very simple. Um, people discount the simplicity of it. Uh, but really counting to, uh, let's see, Dr. Weil, Dr. Andrew Weil has something called 478 breath. Mm -hmm. If you've heard of that, where you yeah. breathe in for four, hold for seven, out for eight. Sounds like a lot, but you just count, you know, seconds. Uh, and it really works. It really does calm down the body. So you can actually think more clearly. Uh, you can feel more accurately. Uh, you can sense uh, more accurately. That's number one. So when you are using your own intuition to, quote unquote, diagnose yourself, would you say that your own intuition is a different voice, a different sense than the fear that oh, may question. tell you something else. Yes. And uh, by the way, I do not use the word diagnosis, even when talking about myself, because <laughs> quote I'm unquote, not, uh, thank you for the quote unquote, because I'm not licensed and we have to practice good ethics. But right. when it comes to my own body, when I'm asking questions, fear is the number one thing that people go to. So I know that I need to mitigate that for myself right off the bat, or I mm. won't be able to listen you know, regardless of whatever I think is my unconscious or the intuition state or whatever, I want to listen to this. I want to listen to my body. Right. <laughs> and uh, having talked to many, many hundreds of, if not thousands of bodies over the years <laughs> as a medical intuitive, it's a conversation between the medical intuitive and your body. That is, that mm. is the conversation. So I want to be able to do that for myself or for anyone else. And that has to be an open line of communication. So a heavy emotion like fear uh, will not help in that circumstance when it comes to me looking at my own body, you know, talking to my own body. Right. For me, working with your body or someone else's body, I have that neutrality. That is part of my training and part of how I train so mm. that I don't um, get, uh, you know, activated or caught up in someone else's fear. Uh, and it doesn't matter if they are, I can still use my skills and look and, and see what there is to see. But for everyone who's listening here that wants to work on their own bodies, there's a couple of things I would suggest. Number one is understand that our bodies have their own conscious awareness. Uh, and they will be reactive from that place or non-reactive from that place of their own awareness. Like in your sciatica uh, uh, story, mm -hmm. Your, that nerve, that sciatic nerve was activated due to an emotional, and you know, I'm sure there was a physical component there, but the pain of it, you, you had talked about being tied to the emotional pain of what was happening for you at the time with your parents. Yes. And this is yeah. a very, very common experience 
uh, for people. And we don't put two and two together <laughs> because there's no real context for it. But that you were able to do that, that people start thinking about that, that is extremely useful. Yes. And, you know, I mean, you were working with uh, Louise Hay, and uh, I think you, you were in her uh, whatever we call it, healing room or something <laughs> like that. Apartment. <laughs> in <laughs> yeah. her apartment. Which yeah. I think is a real privilege. I mean, I'm <laughs> envious. But uh, she has like a whole system <clears throat> where she associates different symptoms and different parts of the body with different issues, you know, different uh, problems. And, uh, and so I'm just wondering if you are operating similarly or if you're seeing it completely individual, saying, well, you know, Yes, maybe in the past, the, the, you know, the, the spine could be about confidence, but this is not necessarily always the case. So I'm looking at much yes. more individualized. Absolutely individualized. Uh, blessings to Louise Hay. She did a huge service to this whole idea of my body has a consciousness and holds on to emotion. That's brilliant. Um, and from my perspective as a medical intuitive, I don't come in with any biases uh, meaning I don't suggest that, you know, because you have a shoulder pain, you're taking on the weight of the world. That may or may not be true for you or for anyone. So I don't make those associations. And, and frankly, if I have a bias about anything, I'm going to miss, you know, certain mm. anything your body wants to express uh, to me as a medical intuitive. So I have to clear the slate. And I don't have a this equals that kind of perspective. I have whatever is showing up in your energy field and in your physical body. That's what I need to look at. And I need to have the conversation with your body about what it means. But when you are like doing this again on your own, you're you know just putting your feet into the water and you want to know what's going on with my shoulder pain. Would it be helpful just to read a little bit about what, you know, other people found and then see if it resonates with you or not? Of course, it's always helpful. <laughs> but, you know, I would also say don't don't end it there. Don't stop it there. In fact, uh, there's an audio uh, free guided meditation on my website called Your Body's Wisdom. And it's designed mm. to begin that conversation with your physical body about what it's going on. Now you have to in order to do that, you want to breathe <laughs> and get yourself sort of in a calm state so that whatever your body wants to express, it can express. And you can be there to observe and listen and uh, take in the information. So that's sort of my, that's my perspective on how to work with our bodies rather than a list of symptoms and a list of causes. To me, that's, that's it, 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 it's too limiting. Now, you mentioned your website. What is your website? <laughs> my website excuse me, is thepracticalpath.com, thepracticalpath.com. All and in one word. All one word, thepracticalpath.com. And uh, on the website is information about my programs for wellness professionals and also my workshop, which is for anyone who wants to learn how to open up that conversation with their body for self-healing. And that's called the Medical Intuition for Healing Workshop. And that's a wonderful way to learn about medical intuition, to learn that, to dialogue with your body, and to learn how to use it for self-healing practices. Fabulous. Thepracticalpath.com. So we definitely have to check this out. We will be right back with this fascinating conversation after the break.
Have you ever wondered what your pets think about? Do you know what your pets are saying to you? Dr. Monica will be your pet's translator to help you understand what your pets are trying to communicate to you. Enhance the bond with your furry friends on Pets Talk with Pet Communicator, Dr. Monica, each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. For more information about Dr. Monica, visit PetCommunicator.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Living Lighter Radio with Jason and Patricia. We have an ecosystem approach to your life. Tune in weekly every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio as we, Jason and Patricia, discuss what's truly holding you back. We offer you the tools you need to reach your goals and at the same time be living lighter. For more information about living lighter, visit www.livinglighter.org. Break your snooze button habits for good with the Soul Stretching Sisters on the I Am Power Hour with me, Terry J. Walker. And me, Dr. Pat, on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Pump up your spiritual muscle as we share stories. Aspire higher. And live a whole lot larger. To help you unleash your powered up. Pumped up. I am soul stretching success. Anything can happen when we take to the airwaves. And all things become possible during the I Am Power Hour. Are you done being afraid to jump into the life that's waiting for you? Are you ready for a real shift? I invite you to tune in every Tuesday with me, Tracy L, on the Tracy L. Clark Show, where we will teach you how to live your extraordinary life. At 8 a.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio, where I will provide the tools and the steps needed to help you transcend perceived limitations and move forward with an extraordinary life. For more information, visit me at TracyLClark.com. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio, Medical Intuition with Medical Intuitive. Wendy Coulter is our subject today. And uh, we talked about the, the body awareness, how the body has its own consciousness and how we can actually learn just to listen and tune into the body. Wouldn't it be nice to actually tune into your body and ask what your body wants? I think we have such an interesting relationship with our body. I always you know, feel like we are taking our body like a, like a mule completely for granted. And we are just, you know, riding it ragged and we are not really tuning into what the body says. And I personally found since I'm doing this, that my body tells me, no, you don't actually like strawberry jam and no, (laughs) you don't like so much coffee. And yes, another pillow would be good. It's like, you know, you're really uh, hearing your body much more trying to communicate with you. But what is the role of the mind and the body connection? You know, how do they work together? Oh, well, (laughs) like, uh, like 
strawberry jam and peanut butter jelly, peanut butter and jelly work together <laughs> like this. And there's no connection. People don't, people don't. There's no connection? Excuse me. There's no, it's only connection. Thank you. Oh, I see. <laughs> <laughs> but what, <laughs> reverse that. Uh, uh, meaning that um, our minds and our bodies are completely connected and we don't understand the connection. So mm. uh, that is part of the educational process, the learning curve, if you will, on the difference between um, living life, having this, you know, thing that we walk around in or knowing that it actually has a consciousness and awareness and that is always talking to you. Um, there's some wonderful writers out there that tell you your cells are always talking to you. I think Bruce Lipton was one of those writers who, who's done the research on it and seen that a cell responds to thoughts, emotions, information, our cells actually respond. So if that's the case, you know, how are we dealing with our physical bodies? How are we dealing with our energy field, you know, the bio field, uh, which has also been well studied. And that's that electromagnetic field that surrounds our body and permeates our body. There's a lot of pieces to this that uh, we tend to not pay attention to. That's one of the reasons why I left uh, medicine, because it is really uh, just incredibly behind the curve when uh, yeah. it comes to really those things like the, the mind-body connection. Uh, my former boss, he was uh, definitely disputing that stress has anything to do with uh, cardiology issues. And uh, that's just, I mean, that was also a while ago, but uh, this is that's certainly something that has been proven wrong. But it's an interesting thing where people often feel like, well, okay, so let's say I do have cancer and I gonna find out that I do have something underneath, like, you know, the, the conflict or some trauma. And then they go right to the, well, so you're saying that I create my own cancer. I am to blame here for that. And yeah. isn't it often true that it's almost more comfortable to feel like that this is done to us than we are actually creating it ourselves. And how do we help people to not feel that, you know, guilt whip pulling out when they feel like, you know, there is actually something that is about the mind-body connection and maybe something that they need to really face or resolve? Yeah, there's so much in everything you just said. I'm going to pull it apart a little bit <laughs> uh, because <laughs> okay. th these are really, really important questions. Um, first of all, uh, research and science is kind of confirming over time what a medical intuitive or intuitives have kind of known for centuries. <laughs> and that is, is that there's a connection between trauma, emotional trauma, and even physical trauma, and later in life, imbalance. And I'll give you a story that outlines all of this, but let me just set the scene here for you in that um, uh, it's called ACEs, uh, Adverse Childhood Experiences. I don't know if you're familiar with that work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. sure. Of course. So what that is, in a nutshell, is if you have early life trauma, then in some cases, uh, in later life, diseases can express that may not have a, you know an obvious correlation, and yet there is. Uh, diabetes, cancer, you know, respiratory issues on and on, just a lowered immune system of, of some variety that can cause issues. And they're, they're finding more and more about, uh, about, out about this all the time. We also have epigenetics, uh, that study of trauma that has been passed down through the family 
uh, having to do with trauma your grandmother or grandfather might have had. And that has been expressed in the genes throughout the family line. And it can trigger in your life with some sort of related trauma or, or incident. And all of a sudden something expresses. So there's uh, so many factors here. And none of it is about guilt. <laughs> you know, it's a misunderstanding that there's, a, you know, I brought this on myself. Well, look, if something came down your family line or you had early life trauma or something expressed itself in a certain way, where is the guilt? You know, let's just get rid of that one because that doesn't, that doesn't help. What helps is knowing the, the whole trajectory of an issue that gives people in the present moment some power, some awareness, some understanding so that they can move forward understanding the broader issues of their illness. I mean, this is, this is the whole point of medical intuition, that there is a, an emotional, you know, mental, spiritual, if you will, root along with a physical one to any physical imbalance. That's the whole tenet of energy medicine to begin with of any kind. Right. So yeah. if you take that as your premise, then from there, it becomes a whole different conversation on what, an, what a physical imbalance actually is, what it represents, what it means. And so you can deal with things on the physical, but you also want to get that, well, people have the option <laughs> to get the underlying causes of that, you know, from the other perspectives. And from the work that we've done um, uh, in medical intuition and the research that we've done, we've seen the value of that information in healing, uh, in understanding, in awareness. And awareness is a kind of a healing, isn't it? Do you understand? And it's way more empowering. I mean, that's, exactly. I think, also something that I often find in my work that, you know, just being able to see that, yes, I can take responsibility and say, yeah, I want to take care of my this you know integrative wholeness of my mind and my body and my energy and my spirit and whatever you want to put into that and uh, you're not just dependent on someone doing something for you and yes. as a strong believer in self-healing i do believe that our whole system is designed to be whole and healthy and when it uh, is out of balance it's not a faulty process or a monday morning lemon it's just something that again, has a story behind it and a message for us to understand and to unpack. And, yes. and that's certainly a much more empowering perspective than, you know, like I grew up. I grew up with the belief, well, we always have to watch out. We always have to almost like look behind as if the cancer is coming down the road. And, and it's not really something where we have trust, trust in our body and trust in, in ourselves. And that is also something that I think needs to shift in what state do we go in when we are facing an illness? Because let's face it, when we are facing an illness, we go automatically in a stress response. Yes. Our first response is, oh my God. And oh, that is not really a very conducive inner environment for healing. So getting out of that and seeing, oh, I'm curious. I want to find out what else is going on. What does this really mean? What's the opportunity here? That shifts already into a much more parasympathetic and healing uh, state than, uh, than if you're just feeling powerless and, and overwhelmed by that. Oh, but without, without question. You yes, wanted to share that. a story, actually. I'm curious <laughs> about a story, but I think we have to wait until after the break because it's probably longer than a minute. So, Zach, let's just go to the break and then we go back, come back with a story that uh, Wendy will share with us. 
sales goals, or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www.DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease. It's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day. We are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. Is traditional medicine not working for you? Do you still feel as if your health isn't 100%? Here at the Holistic Medical Center, Dr. Nushin Darvish and the qualified staff look through the dimensions of wellness and start a healing plan prioritized to your needs. Our physicians assess the whole you until complete health is achieved. Get the help you need by visiting drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Welcome back to Empowerment Radio, and it is story time. So I want to hear from Wendy about one of the cases where medical intuition really helped her or helped the client. Yes. Well, I'm happy to tell this one because uh, this is a case study um, that really outlines the process of medical intuition the way I practice it. I mentioned earlier that I can look at the body and I have a conversation with the body. It's a lot like looking at a a functional MRI, right? I see Mm -hmm. the interior. Actually, it's even more detailed than that. Uh, So I'm going to look at the interior of the body. I'm going to look at the emotional components. I'm going to look at the life history as well. This is what the body retains. Our bodies Mm. actually hold all this information. (laughs) So it's kind of interesting. Uh, And this was a, a client who, uh, a woman in her mid-40s, uh, she had a very persistent case of tendonitis in her wrist. And uh, she came to me for a session. Tendonitis can take a long time, you know, to heal. She told me she'd had it for about a month. You know, we know it can go on for a lot longer. But she really wanted to know what the underlying reasons for this was because it, for her, in her mind, it came out of the blue. She had no awareness of why it would have shown up. Um, so I took a look at it with medical intuition. So that's the process of looking at the physical body. And what I saw on her wrist was inflamed tendons. And underneath those tendons, I saw a healed bone scar. Uh, and that was interesting to look at. There was something else going on. And around the wrist, I saw what looked like kind of a cloud or a, you know, of, of emotion. So kind of just hanging And when you out say there. saw... Do you yeah. see it like an x-ray? Do you see it like, uh, you know, as if you're cutting it open? Or how do you see it? 
Well, I see it like a, like I'm looking at an MRI picture. That's probably the closest oh, okay. correlation I can. It's just I see the visuals of what's going on. Uh, it's very clear uh, and very specific, and that's part of the process that I learn I, that I teach. Uh, is how to view the internal workings of the body, all those systems. So I look at it that way, but I'm also looking at the, not just the physical component, but also the emotional component, the mental component, all the rest of these components. So again, I saw this, uh, along with the physical, I saw this emotional grief that was kind of right there, stuck in that wrist. And the other way I see is that life history. So I ask the body to show me what, it's, what is going on there. <laughs> what from this client's life history needs to, you want me to look at. And it showed me an image from her 20s. And it's a lot like watching a movie of someone's life. Mm -hmm. uh, and what I saw was an image of her playing tennis with her boyfriend. And she swung her racket and she tripped and fell and broke that wrist. And that was what that bone scar came from, that old fracture. Uh, and she and didn't tell you anything about no, that? No, 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 no. And clients generally don't. I don't need to have an intake. I don't know, need to know life history. And that wouldn't have been an incident that would have made sense to her anyway. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, so uh, we, um, the next thing I looked at, the, the, the wrist wanted me to show, to see, was her being taken to the ER with her boyfriend, having her wrist dealt with, taped up, and her boyfriend broke up with her right there in the ER. Makes so, total sense. <laughs> she couldn't that's play what, tennis anymore i can't go. i know come on well that's what oh happened for her and so here's the here's Poor what the thing. wrist i know and here's what the wrist was saying it was saying not only was the pain of the physical fracture caught and sort of held in that wrist but also the emotional pain of the breakup was also caught in that wrist and it wasn't budging right and when i told her this she had one of those wonderful aha moments and she said I'm going through a breakup right now. And I said, well, tell me about it. And she said she was breaking up with her partner of 10 years. And mm. that and that had happened, the breakup had happened a month prior, just before the tendonitis flared up. So that was the, the, the trigger for it, was this unresolved past trauma in this spot and uh, having to do with a breakup and an emotional trauma. And this current breakup in the present flared up a tendonitis issue, which is interesting. That's what the wrists had to say about it. Now, uh, what I find fascinating about this particular case is that there was more in that wrist that wanted to, the wrist had more to say. And what it showed me was another image of her uh, about five years old or so in a dark closet. I could see clothes behind her, you know, not a lot of light. And she was in fear and holding that arm up, same wrist for protection. And a cane was striking her right here at that very same spot. And at that moment, my client, not, not clients may or may not have a memory of this, but she did. And she said, well, my mother was mentally ill and she used to beat me with her cane and lock me in a closet. And that's what her wrist was showing me was this early life trauma that was in the same spot on her body and had this lifetime of grief and pain and emotion caught in there along with physical trauma. So this is not unusual for bodies to store things along these lines. And if any of your listeners are body workers, they work with, you know, massage or deep body work, they know that sometimes, you know, someone will just burst out crying <laughs> on their table for no reason. It's because our bodies store these emotional and physical states. So uh, at that time uh, in the session, to, to wrap that up, 
Um, my job is to ask the whole body systems, you know, what does it need? What's going on? How do we shift this? And her wrist basically said, well, her body said, well, there's some gut issue because she's under a lot of stress. There's some sleep issues. She's not sleeping very well. But all of this has to do with an emotional perspective that she's holding on to these emotions in her present from her past. And this is what needs to process. And, you know, I gave her the information and I sent her on her way, which is what I do. You know, <laughs> People get information from a medical intuitive and they can use it. Um, and uh, uh, I called her a couple of days later to see how she was doing because wanted to know how she was processing all this. And she said, it's gone. The pain is gone. Oh, my God. Back to normal. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I said, that well, is amazing. It, it is. It's it's one of those things that in medicine they call spontaneous remission, right? Or or they say it's that was actually the wrong diagnosis. We must the have idiopath. just been wrong. <laughs> we must have been wrong. It wasn't that at all. Right? Well, but here's the thing she understood. She had made that connection. Her body had the connection for her. She understood it. And if without the medical intuitive perspective, would you logically think, well, five-year-old trauma, 21-year-old or 20-year-old trauma, present life trauma, you wouldn't logically put those things together, would you? Why would you? You know, we can have an understanding, but here's the deal. Our bodies put that together. They always do. They have that knowledge. They have that awareness, and they will make that connection even if logically our, our left brain mind or our logical mind won't do it. So tapping into our own physical body um, discussion is really important when it comes to healing. We need to know. Yes, right? absolutely. But one thing I want to caution people that are listening, don't be impatient with your body. This is yes. not necessarily how it always happens. Correct. Oh, I have my aha moment and boom, tomorrow I should feel great. No, I don't feel great. What's wrong with that? So that yes. The body yes. needs a little time, right? This oh, is not I'm so usual. glad you said that. Yeah. Her story and her case that she had the spontaneous remission because she was able to start processing the emotions of her current breakup. And that was her takeaway. Out of all of this, she said, you know, I feel more able to process all of these emotions. And because of that, the wrist started to uh, release its whatever it was holding on to. That is not always the case. You're absolutely right. Uh, and we need to process however it needs to process. <laughs> but uh, one of my favorite quotes of all time is Dr. Dean Ornish. Uh, and he said, awareness is the first step in healing. I believe that completely. So we want to bring these things to our, our, our mind, our awareness, so that we can start to process in a way that helps us physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually. Now, what you describe about, you know, seeing the, the life history of this client, that's not necessarily what everyone could be able to do, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's almost like you are a, have a psychic awareness in that moment. And is it sometimes the case that uh, maybe your students or maybe yourself that you're hearing your body tell a story that then the client says, well, never happened, but it sounds, you know, metaphorically right. Yes. Yeah, so I would like to share with you <laughs> some of the we research. We have only two minutes left. Okay. <laughs> I'll share with you some of the research that we've done on this score, because there isn't a lot of research. There's a lot of research out there on intuition and healthcare, but there's not a lot of specific uh, research on medical intuition. So uh, last year I put together a pilot study. And in that pilot study with my graduates, 
of my program. And we found 94% accuracy for the medical intuitives. And these are blinded sessions. There was no intake. It was done as blinded as we could, you know. Um, we did not know what the people came in with at all or any of their life history. So what we found was the medical intuitives had a 94% success rate or accuracy rate, I should say, in locating the, the uh, primary physical imbalance or issue of the, of the subject. Uh, we were very happy with that result. We also That's had, impressive. thank you. We also had a 98% accuracy rate for the medical intuitive uh, looking into life history without any prior knowledge, of course, and making a correlation between historical information and for the client and that present life issue. And the, the subjects rated them 98% accuracy accurate. Now that is, Subjective, of course, probable or possible or actual memories. So this is an interesting thing. Uh, and this is what my students learn how to do because they're so important and they're so tied together is, you know, how you feel, <laughs> what your emotions are and the physical Absolutely. issues as well. And we also had one more result I'll, I'll, uh, I'll mention. And that is we asked um, for those subjects who had a, a medical diagnosis from their medical provider how consistent was the medical intuitive? And we had 94% consistency with that diagnosis. That was about half of the subjects had that. So I took all this information to my colleague, uh, Dr. Paul Mills at University of California, San Diego School of Medicine. And I asked him, what do you think? And he said, well, we need the first gold standard study on medical intuition because these results are outstanding. And so that's what's being yeah. put together now uh, with the. Let's the retire CAT scans and MRIs. Who needs them? <laughs> we we <laughs> need them. No, no, we need them. But what a medical intuitive can do is expand upon what right. a CAT scan and MRI will never see, you know, and that is all of this other information. <laughs> Well, definitely a very fascinating topic, and I'm glad that you are like you know the pathfinder to bring more light to that and also bridge to the medical to the Western medical world. So thank you so much, Wendy, for being here. And I'm just going to quickly say your website, thepracticalpath.com. Right, that's how people can find out more about your classes, and also I think you do offer sessions. Or yes, I do. Absolutely. So if you want to have a private session with Wendy. Just check it out, the, uh, the practical path, all in one word, dot com. Thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you so much, everyone who has been tuning in. Thank you, Zach, for being in the producer's room. And until next time, stay in tune with yourself. Take care. Bye. You've been listening to Empowerment Radio with Dr. Friedman Schaub. Join Dr. Friedman every first and third Thursday at 9 a.m. Pacific, 12 p.m. Eastern, as he addresses some of the most prevailing challenges of our daily lives. To learn more about how Dr. Friedman's personal breakthrough program can help you overcome fear, anxiety, and low self-esteem, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com.